Praise God. If you have your Bibles, then we'll turn with me. I want to direct you to the book of Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15. Remember, there is no service this evening, so we pray that you'll spend time with your family and enjoy the holiday, and then meet with us Tuesday evening at 7 for prayer. Everybody say 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Also, Tuesday night is ladies come and dine. We're not going to interrupt that because it's prayer time for them. They're meeting at 6.30. So please, ladies, remember that. And everybody else, we will linger here and pray a little longer. Mark chapter 15. Good to have uh, family members of Brother and Sister Cheryl here today. God bless them. I heard they might be moving this way. Maybe we'll, we'll have some new people around here. Amen. Praise God. Great to have Erica home this morning, and it's good to see you. God bless you for being here. Matthew or Mark chapter 15 and verse number 20. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. Verse 21 said, And they compelled one Simon a Cyrenian, who passed by coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him unto the place Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull. Going back to verse number 21, I want to draw out for your attention the first few words. And they compelled one. Everybody said amen. There are times when I come and I know all or at least most of all that I want to say to you. But I really feel more today about visiting this text than just preaching about it. Because of what I feel in my heart that it speaks to us. And I believe that I am going to speak personally some, to some of you here today. And I hope that you will open your heart to that. Everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. There is mystery and there is intrigue in our setting because there are two timelines that intersect at just the right moment. For this story even to happen. On the one hand you have a crucifixion. That of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And for the Romans it was nothing special. It was a routine crucifixion. Once the criminal had been condemned. The cross beam of the cross was laid upon their back. And they were forced to carry a portion of that cross from the judgment seat out to the place of crucifixion. Not only that, but they would take the most circuitous path that they could from the judgment hall out to the place they were going to crucify. They did that for several reasons. One was to humiliate the man condemned. And so they didn't just go in a straight path from 
the judgment hall out to the hill Golgotha. But they made their way through every street and every alleyway that they could possibly go down in order to further humiliate him and embarrass him. But not only that, but it would be a token to any of the other Jews that might think of insurrection that this is what happens to people who go against the law. And so it was a process. And he was placed in the middle of four soldiers and one soldier ahead of the four. And he held a sign that spoke of what the man was condemned for and they were led out. We are not told as much, but we may conclude from our text that Jesus had fallen under the weight of the cross. He seemed unable to bear that weight and uh, because perhaps of the beating, the loss of blood and the hours of fasting and without food or water, his body had become so weary that he sank and collapsed on the pavement. Something of that sort must have happened or the centurion would not have halted the procession in order for that cross to be transferred to another. He certainly did not do it out of compassion. There was no compassion by the Roman soldiers, but they did it out of necessity. Jesus could not bear it any further, and therefore in order for that place of crucifixion and execution to be reached as quickly as possible, somebody else would have to carry the cross. No Roman would carry it, because it would be downgrading. It would be a dishonor for him. The soldiers would not carry it. And neither would they compel a Jew of Jerusalem because they feared that it would create further animosity and uprising. And so the soldier looks out what seems to be chance for someone. And he seized upon this man called Simon of Cyrene. And on the other hand, you have this man, this man who is from the far off country of Cyrene, which is present day Libya. He has traveled all the way to Jerusalem to worship. Perhaps it was a trip of a lifetime. He had saved his money for a long, long time in order to make this journey. He could have been a Jew that had moved to that area or he could have been a proselyte. We don't know that. All we know is that he came from a great distance to get to Jerusalem. And he had saved and he had worked to get there. Now the unthinkable had happened to him. Picked out of a crowd at random. This man who comes into the city while Jesus is going out. I want you to think about the logistics and I want you to think about the timing. How everything had to be perfect for such an event to happen. Because there were multitudes of people that were in Jerusalem at the time. Because it was the time of Passover. It was one of the great feasts of the Jewish faith. 
And so they would come from every corner of the earth. And for this one man to be there at that time, to be singled out, had to be a divine event. No doubt at the moment when he was conscripted, he was forced into an unwanted and an unasked for job. No doubt for the moment he bitterly resented it. How many of you would not have resented such an intrusion into your privacy? An intrusion into your plans. He was interrupted in his journey. Whatever he was doing, wherever he was going, he had that, he, he did not have bearing somebody else's cross on his mind. There is no doubt that Simon probably hated the soldiers and even the criminal whose cross he was forced to carry. We can only speculate what happened from that point on. We do not know exactly because there is not a text that tells. But you can read the history of the New Testament church and you can read what Mark even noted here in his text and realize that something transfixed, something happened in Simon's life. He may have been forced into work. It may have been his intention that as soon as he got to that place, wherever it was, as soon as he got to the execution place, that he would throw that cross down and then he would disappear as quickly as possible and go on his way. But that is not what happened. Evidently something transpired as Simon carried Jesus' cross. Something transpired as he bore this burden, this unwanted burden, this unasked for problem. As he bore this burden, something happened. Something about Jesus began to draw him. Something about Jesus fascinated him. And his hatred and his bitterness and his anger for what had happened to him was replaced with a sympathy and with a love that would last a lifetime. Something about Jesus and something about being so close to him somewhere in the journey from being conscripted being forced. The word that is used in our text is they compelled him. It is the strongest word in Jewish text to speak of someone being forced against their will to do something they did not want to do. And here is a man who is forced against his will to carry a burden that he doesn't want to carry for somebody that he doesn't even know. And yet in the process of carrying that unwanted burden, something happens to him. And his heart is melted. His spirit is touched. How do you know that? Because if you go back and read our text, Mark makes mention of Rufus and Alexander. Rufus and Alexander were two sons of Simon the Cyrenian. And they were heads of the church in the book of Acts. You will read that Paul spoke of Alexander as being eminent. That means he was above everyone else. 
Not only that, when you go to the book of Acts and you see the commissioning of Paul and Barnabas on the very first missionary journey that opened the door to the Gentile dispensation, the missionary journey that opened the gospel to the world, this man, Simon, the Bible speaks of him as being among that group that commissioned these two men, Paul and Barnabas, to go preach the gospel. So something happened there in that journey. Something took place as he carried this man's cross. Something took place in that brief span of time. In those few moments or hour, however long it took him to get out to the place of execution. What he had intended to do was replace with a new desire and a new purpose and a new plan for his life. And in those few moments of time, something changed in his life that forever altered his life and forever blessed him in the days that were to come. An event that was unasked for. An event that he did not want in his life. There is something about this story that speaks to me this morning. First of all, it speaks to me of how often the Lord crosses our paths and we don't even know it. How often the Lord comes into our lives and we are not even aware. The Savior is perpetually crossing men's lives and doing things in our lives that are unexpected and unlooked for. Maybe our plans are thwarted. Maybe our purpose is frustrated. Maybe what we intended to do, we are not able to do. But God intersects our lives and out of obscurity comes this man. Simon out of nowhere it seems a chance meeting just being at the wrong place at the wrong time and he's conscripted and he is compelled to bear a burden that he did not want to compare what does it tell me it tells me that there are a lot of unexpected things in life one moment it's one way and the next moment it is totally different And that most often frustrates all of us. Life changes too quickly for us. And it is the change of life that makes us angry. It is the change in life that frustrates us. It's when we go through changes in our life that we become anxious and angry and we become uh, in some ways cynical and, and, and sarcastic because we don't like the unexpected. We like to know I've got this plan. I can do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this the next day. But something interrupted the plans and that's life. Life is filled with the unexpected. Life is filled with changes that come in a moment of time. But I am here to tell you this morning that it may be a change, but it could be a change for your good. Not only that, but number two, it tells me, this story tells me that there are no unimportant moments in our life. There are no unimportant moments in our life. Simon is just casually coming into the city. He didn't have plans for what was about to come. And one moment in time forever changed his life. 
and turn him around. Never can we know what a moment in time will bring to our lives. And never can we know what will transpire today or tomorrow. That's why it would be wise for all of us to remember that we need to bring the highest and the best principles to bear on the smallest events and circumstances of our lives. That no matter what this day is, it may seem like an insignificant Sunday to you, but it could be a moment of rendezvous. It could be a moment with destiny. It could be a time in my life where something turns, where something happens, where I visit with God and God visits with me that forever alters and changes my life, that transforms me and turns me in a whole new direction. There is never an unimportant moment. Number three, this story tells me that we are blessed by the things that we are compelled to do. Not something that we have chosen to do. Not something that we want to do. Not something that we desire to do. But something that we are forced into. Thrust upon us. Unasked for. Unlooked for. How many things are thrust on us in life? I want you to think about that for a moment. Many of you in this building this morning have had things thrust on you that you didn't ask for. You've had things forced on you. You've had things forced into your life that you didn't want to happen. You, it was the last thing. It was not on your so-called bucket list to do. You didn't have it on your agenda for the day. You didn't have plans for that in your life. But something happened. Something transpired. Something changed. There was an intersection. There was a rendezvous that you did not plan. And now you're frustrated and you're aggravated because I'm having to go through this. And, and I don't know why God is making me or why I'm being, why is this happening to me? Why am, am I having to deal with this sometimes? It happens in the most unusual way that we are forced into situations that we did not want and we did not ask for. A lot of times we get angry about it. Most of us get angry about that. Most of us get angry about being forced to do something we don't want to do. We get angry because we are made to get out of our routine and out of our plan we get frustrated because this is not what I had on the agenda for the day. But in the midst of our frustration, in the midst of our tears, we cry about it. Oh, how many times we complain about it. We complain about it. it, it, it it's just not right. It's not fair. I, I, I don't need this today. How many times have you said that? I don't need this today. I don't need this this morning. I, I don't want to, but, but listen to me. There's a story here that tells me that most often and more often than we could even believe, those burdens that we are forced to carry in our life really become a point of blessing in our life. It transforms Simon's life. It forever altered his future, his destiny. 
he blessed not only himself by obeying. He blessed not only himself by submitting. He blessed not only himself by getting past his frustration and his anger and his resentment. But he blessed his family. He blessed generations to come. Because when he could have been angry and he could have walked quickly away. Something happened in the carrying of that burden that blessed him forever. Some of you are carrying some loads today that you didn't ask for. You you didn't have that planned. Some of you have been compelled by life into carrying some responsibilities that have been very painful and very difficult. Some of you have been asked to go through places that you don't want to go through. Frustrated, we chafe under the burden. We don't understand it. And so often we ask why, God, why? But Simon's story tells me that there was blessing in the burden. There was a blessing in the cross that he was forced to carry. And for you and I, there too can be a blessing. It can be the making of our life rather than the undoing of our life. Life compels to many of us a cross to bear that we do not choose to bear. And I could name a number of them, but I don't want to get too personal. But you know what I'm talking about. Things with your family, things in your home, things on the job, you fill in the blanks. You're going through them right now. Some of you are angry. Some of you are frustrated. Some of you are just Filled with complaint because it's not fair, it's not just, it's not right. If somehow you could hear the word of God today and understand that there could be a blessing in that burden. And there will be a blessing in that burden if you allow God to do with it what he is capable of doing with it. That burden is not my undoing. That responsibility is not my unmaking. That problem is not my, it's not to frustrate my life, but it can be the making of my life. And some of you are carrying crosses this morning that you did not ask for. They can transform your life. Sometimes we wish we could escape from them. But if somehow, like Simon, we could submit and bear it in the right spirit, it will bring us, as it did Simon, to a place, to a relationship with God that we will never regret. Amen. We will enter into a fellowship of His suffering by taking up our cross by enduring our affronts, by being patient under affliction, by loving when we are hated, by doing good when evil is done to us, breaking down our own will and saying, Lord, I don't understand, but if this is your will for my life, I say yes to your will. Amen. I don't know where it happened. I don't know where it changed, but somewhere... From the point of being forced. Hey you. Pick this up. Me? Yes you. Get over here. And being forced to pick up a burden that wasn't his. And that burning resentment. 
that all of us know a little bit about when we're forced to do something we don't want to do. It began to simmer in there. He thought about everything we think about. You just wait till I get through. You just wait till I get my, you, you just wait till the tide turns. And he's carrying, wrestling this burden. Some of you are wrestling with a burden this morning and you don't know why you're having, you don't know why. How, how did it happen that it fell on me? Why didn't it do, why didn't God choose somebody else? Because God wanted to do something in your life that could forever change your life. And instead of fighting that and instead of wrestling against that, if you could somehow learn what Simon learned and somewhere in that process, he began to say yes to that burden. He began to say yes to that. He began to say yes to that one who was walking with him, that one who had fainted beneath the burden. And when, when it was all said and done, his life was forever changed. I want to close with these thoughts. He may have resented it at first, but somewhere along the line, Simon let it change him. And he was forever glad for that change. Some of you this morning that are carrying some unwanted burdens. You are carrying an unwanted cross. You are bearing an unwanted burden. I will say to you that though you may first resent it, if you will allow it to change you, you will never be sorry for that change. Amen. You will never be sorry for that change. More than that, I see a picture. I see a type in this picture that is painted for us. Here is Jesus, the Savior of the world, bearing the sins of the world. Certainly, that's heavier than the cross that he's been carrying. And now Simon is called into the picture to bear a portion of that burden. And so this is what the Holy Ghost spoke to me this week. Jesus said, I'm willing to carry the heaviest burden. I'm willing to carry the heavier cross. The cross that bears your sins. The cross that bears your iniquity. I am willing to bear that cross. Can you not bear that smaller cross with me? For really our burdens are smaller crosses compared to His cross. Amen. Can we not carry what we have been Conscripted to carry. Amen. If he's willing to carry the heaviest weight, can't we carry something? Can't we submit ourselves to that burden, that unwanted problem, that frustrating situation, and say, you know what, God, I don't know how all this came about. I don't know how all this happened. I... I don't even know how I got where I'm at. But if this is what you have for my life, 
I want to submit myself to that. Because you will never bring anything into my life but good. Amen. And so he yielded to that cross. If he's going to, her- if he's going to carry the heavier cross... Shouldn't we be able to carry our small cross without complaining? Amen. Without belly aching and griping and going on like we do sometimes? If he would carry the heaviest cross. All of Simon's family, all of his life, all of it was changed because he was compelled to carry a cross. His children became esteemed leaders of the church. He's among a list of men in Acts 13. His name is forever etched in history by what seemed to be a chance meeting. Just a quirk of time and timing. What cross are you being forced to carry today? What cross has been laid upon you that you didn't ask for, that you didn't plan on carrying at this point in your life? What kind of cross are you carrying? Instead of it being your undoing, why don't you allow it to make you what God wants you to be? And if He will bear the heaviest load, the burdens of the world of sin, All that he asks is that you carry your cross and you not complain. God never forgets anything that's done for him. Never. And he didn't forget Simon. Amen. He didn't forget Simon. When we are tempted to say, Lord, why me? Why now? Why this? Why today? He said, bear it. The rewards are great. Amen. The rewards are great. His salvation, his son's salvation, and a remembrance in all eternity. We are blessed. We are blessed today by the things we are compelled to carry. Let's stand together.